Welcome to Folk Tales. I'm Dominic Zamet, director at Boat Folk, and throughout this series I'll be joined by a wealth of guests from the UK's boating community who will be sharing their stories of lives spent in, on or by the water. This is a podcast by Boat Folk for Boat Folk. Today I'm joined by Alex Page, ex-assistant manager at Hasla Marina and lifelong member of the Boat Folk community. Alex has been chatting with Tim Long, our Boat Folk hero, who at the age of just 15 became the youngest person to complete a solo sail around the UK last summer. Alex, how was it talking with Tim? To be honest, Dom, it was a real honour to speak to him. Who, in their right mind, at 15 years old, would be sailing around the UK, single-handed as well? I mean, yeah, really, really good. And I knew from the day I met him, he was going to go on to do some pretty spectacular things. And he's just got such a path ahead of him now. And during the talk, we were going through like some of the highlights and the lowlights, of course, of, of the trip and, and what he wants to do in the future. So really worth a listen. Sounds amazing. Really excited to hear what Tim had to say. Let's have a listen now. So I'm here with Timothy Long today. So if you don't know who Timothy Long is, well, I'd be surprised if you didn't. He's been all over the press over the last few months after his absolute feat. Timothy, introduce yourself. Tell our listeners a little bit about, well, exactly what you did. Yeah, Alex. Well, firstly, thank you for having me on this podcast. It's pretty cool. Yes. So this summer I sailed around Britain single-handed at 15 years old. And in doing that, I became the youngest person to do it. So yeah, it was just an amazing adventure, which started well before I set off in terms of running a whole project and getting sponsors and setting up the boat and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah, so that was that was my summer and um, what I've done. So most people, or young people, I should say, because, yeah, let's just reiterate that. 15 years old, sailing around Britain. I mean, that's pretty unusual, <laughs> let's be honest. But, uh, yeah, let's just get this right. Most most people of your age would be doing some, I don't know, just hanging out with their friends during the summer holidays. You, you went off around Britain in your Hunter Impala 28. Tell us a little bit about Alchemy. Yeah, so Alchemy, as you just said, is a Hunter Impala 28. So she's 28 foot long and she was made in 1975. So she's quite an old boat and we bought her in February of this year and then she needed a bit of work doing. And we the original plan was for me to be training on her by sort of March, April, May. Of course, that didn't really work out when we all got plunged into a lockdown on the 23rd of March. Yeah, so that's the boat. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we, we can't avoid the big COVID question. That obviously, um, that obviously put a bit of a stop to what you were doing. But you left Hamble on the 16th of July, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I set off on the 16th of July, which was three weeks late again because of the COVID-19 crisis. But yeah, so I set off from Hamble Point Marina on the 16th of July and sailed anti-clockwise around Britain. And it was a total of 39 stops. And I think I covered around 1,700 miles. And then I came back into Hamble Point on the 1st of October, which was exactly 11 weeks after setting off. Fantastic. So I remember meeting you. So I I hadn't heard much about you to start with until you rolled into Hasler on the 16th of July. So some may say that was quite a short passage, but 
probably a sensible thing to have done. Is that right? Yeah. So my first passage wasn't uh, boat for Kasla, and yeah, that was just a shakedown passage. So it was ten ten miles down the Solon, and it was a beautiful day and some of the best sailing I probably had because it was just champagne sailing in the Solent, but you know, really flat seas. But yeah, so I came into Hazlitt and met you, Alex. That's right. So of course. As you now know, Boat Folk is it's quite a big organisation in terms of marinas around the UK. You've visited quite a few of them. But yeah, like you say, so you went anti-clockwise around the UK. And after Hasler, you went to... So I went to Brighton as my next stop. Brighton, okay. But the Boat Folk marinas I visited around the country were Royal Keys in North Shields and Bangor Marina, as well as Portland Marina, which was my second last stop before finishing in Hamble. Good. So we'll come back to maybe a bit about the boat folk experience that you had on your trip. One question I've got for you firstly, though, is is about your, your passages. Is there any particular passages that kind of stood out for you? Yeah, I mean, I think every passage in a way stood out for a different reason. But I had some real highlight passages on my trip. My most amazing passage in terms of what just the weather and what happened was going from Eyemouth to Stonehaven up in the northeast of Scotland. And it was just, it was a 21 hour passage in total. Quite a slow one because there wasn't a lot of wind, but it was just incredible, really. You know, there was not a cloud in sight. It was really quite warm weather. Since we were so far north at night, it, it barely went dark. One of my moments, which I wrote in a blog recently, was I was basically perched on the side of the boat and there's a video on this as well perched on the side of the boat just watching the sun go down and it was just amazing there, being out there completely alone nothing else in sight just you the boat and the elements it was just incredible it sounds magical i love that and you can you can get that absolutely anywhere even in the Solent sometimes you know you just get those get those moments and to have you the boat just skimming along but in actual fact I, I read that blog recently on your website probably now is a good chance to maybe tell our listeners about your blogs so you put them out on your facebook page don't you facebook.com forward slash around britain 2020 but you also have got your website so do you want to just recap tell us tell us about that yeah so basically in the aftermath of my trip i've been writing a recount of my whole sail around britain and around every week i release a sort of part of my trip and the one we're talking about now um going from Eyemouth to stonehaven was about that passage and i sort of focused it's not always i don't always focus on the sailing i focus on the experiences that i had the people i met and in this case, I was talking about the charity that I fundraised for, which was the Anna MacArthur Cancer Trust, because when I went into Eyemouth, I actually met a family whose daughter had been through the Anna MacArthur Cancer Trust. And then as a result of that, when I was on this amazing passage, I it caused me to reflect quite a lot about the charity and what they do. So, yeah, that was pretty amazing. No, I can imagine it would be actually. And, you know, that's that's one thing we really should actually give some airtime to right now and just maybe talk about the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. Well, firstly, why? Why, why, did you, why did you choose them? Well, the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust, I've known about them for quite a while because of Ellen MacArthur, basically. Um, she's been my sort of idol in sailing for my whole life and I've read all her books. And yeah, so I, I already knew a lot about the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust and the sort of 
jobs they did and it just felt like such a suitable charity for me since they were based in the Solent and and up in Largs in Scotland and I just really really wanted to support them above anyone else because I thought what were, what they were doing was was so true to me and the fact that they're helping young people recovering from cancer to go out sailing and you know I, I'm a young person and being able to support a charity like that I thought really suited what I was doing. Absolutely you just can't imagine what some of these young people are having to go through and yeah what an amazing charity to support and and what an amazing thing you've done for them as well and I think I checked recently somewhere over £14,000 you've raised on your Just Giving site? Yeah, so it, it, my original target was 2500 and we've smashed that by the time we got up halfway up the East Coast or something like that. And now we've raised the grand amount of around £14,000 plus £2,000 in gift aid. Wow. Yeah, it's just been incredible. And the sheer generosity of people and being able to raise that much for a charity. I mean, it's, it's addictive. You just want to raise more really and keep on doing it because they, you know, they, they just need it and they, having that support will really help them. Yeah, definitely. They do. Yeah. Like I said, they do, they do great stuff. So, oh, well done, Tim. I'm not only sailing around the UK, but also raising that amount of money as well. That's uh, absolutely fantastic. So, couple of things then I just wanted to pick up on. And this is probably a question that a lot of people would have on their minds when asking you, but what's one thing that you wish you had known before you had set off from Hamble back on the 16th of July? Well, I wish I'd known lots of things, really, because it's, you know, sailing like any sport and like life really is just, it's an endless learning curve. One of the things that I, that really basically... I struggled with quite a lot throughout the first few stages of my trip was making sure that I was looking after myself, not just the boat, <laughs> which sounds quite crazy because we sort of take it for granted. And this, this was as, I, especially in nutrition and making sure that I was eating and drinking enough because unlike when doing your normal daily routine, you're going to work, school, whatever, you get up, you have breakfast, then you go and then you have lunch and dinner and so on. When I was sailing, I was having to eat at really weird times, which isn't very natural. And because of that, and since I wasn't very used to it, I basically ended up not eating and drinking enough. So over a 10 hour passage, I'd only have 500 calories and half a litre of water when really, when I was sailing, I was looking at consuming around two and a half thousand, three thousand calories a day, <laughs> as well as sort of two and a half, three litres of water because you need that much to make sure that you're performing. Of course. Yeah. You've got to look after yourself. Yeah. 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 I mean, like you can burn that amount of calories just doing nothing mm. day to day, let alone sailing. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to picture myself right now going over to one of our other boat folk marinas, let's say East Cows, nice, easy trip from Hasler. I've done it plenty of times, but you know, I'm planning on what I'm taking with me, what I've got in like reach distance, like all, all of these things that I've, you know, I'm planning, but that's just going to East Cows. You did this like 10 hour journeys. <laughs> it's a totally different, totally different ball game. Yeah, no, it, it really was. I mean, because I, obviously I'd done lots of sailing before setting off, but it was, it was different really. And uh, lots of people had mentioned it to me, especially Pip Hare when I was at the Southampton Boat Show. That was one of the main things she said to me, which was look after yourself as well and make sure you eat enough, sleep enough and stuff like that. 
Definitely. Because it's so easy just to get distracted and not look after yourself and think, oh, well, I'll do something on the boat instead. And then you find yeah. that you're ruined. <laughs> cool. So I'm intrigued to know, because obviously you've, you've been to so many spots around the UK and you've met so many people, any kind of advice that you picked up along the way, anyone that you met in particular who stood out to you and gave you some advice? Oh, I met lots of people. It was it was amazing. That was one of the highlights of my trip, really, was the people I met. And I was just blown away by the sheer kindness of them and how, you know, I'd come into a marina and strangers would come and help me more up. They'd come and make sure I've got enough fuel, I've got enough water, I've got food and everything. So it was, I don't think there are, well, I can name a few individuals, but it was it's not so much the individuals, it's just the community that surrounds sailing and turn up and, you know, there'd be the local fishermen down there and they'd come and give you a hand. And it was just, it was that that blew me away. Yeah. And like when I came into Boat Folk Banger, I mean, everyone just spoiled me rotten. <laughs> Kevin's great, isn't he? They're just, you know, they're all taking me out for lunch, for dinner and yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, that's great. Well, that, that's nice. And, and you know, we, at Hasler in particular, we get to see during normal years when we haven't got a dreadful virus, we get plenty of visitors from overseas. So, we, of course, loads of French people come over and the Dutch and they're also lovely. To, and like you said, it's a community, isn't it? So if they've got issues that, that they've encountered, they've pretty much got them sorted quite quickly, whether it's through our boat care guys here or, you know, one of our tenants on site or something like that. Yeah, the sailing community is, is a lovely one. Good stuff. So... Earlier you said, Tim, about Ella MacArthur. I don't want to be darting back and forth too much, but it just dawned on me that I, this would be a great thing to ask you. So you said you'd read Ella MacArthur's books. Have you read or listened to another podcast, say, recently that, that has inspired you to, well, inspired you to do the project in the first place or just inspired you since? Well, I mean, in terms of reading, if I was telling anyone to read one book about sailing, I'd say read Ella MacArthur's books because... They are just amazing. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, reading those is really something that you want to do. But um, recently, and I think my real inspiration that I just get every day and from the sailing world and and where I got get my inspiration to go and do new things. And I'd say it's probably, I, I won't name any specific videos or podcasts that I've listened to because I can't name them because I'm a bit useless at that. But it, I'd say it's... <laughs> Just YouTube is one thing that I've I've spent a lot of time looking at sailing on there. And if, I mean, you can search up anything on YouTube and search up the Volvo Ocean Race or the Vendee Globe and mm. watching that and seeing uh, where you can get to and seeing what is out there. Yeah. And these amazing boats or the amazing adventures that people haven't. There are a lot of people who have documented them. So like, for example, Sailing La Vagabond is one on YouTube. I think they're the biggest sort of vloggers. Uh, I've heard of them. I haven't ever watched um, one of theirs, but I must. I must oh, well, you might, I've been watching them since the start <laughs> and they have just made their life into sailing. They, they bought a boat and set off around the world together and documented their travels and just seeing them, the amazing place that they visited and so on. It, it's really inspirational. So yeah, sorry, you sort of took me took me back with that question, but um, Sailing Vagabond and just YouTube in general really helps. Yeah, okay, no, YouTube is great. I must admit, I use it for quite a lot of things. Mm. Even if I'm trying to change a light bulb in my car, <laughs> you can do anything, can't you, with yeah. YouTube? Okay, so 
I don't want to embarrass you, but you know, we're talking about influential people. Clearly, people think that you are pretty inspirational because you have recently won the Seahorse Sailor of the Month. That was a bit of a surprise, right? Yeah, well, I didn't really expect any awards. So it was never something that I really thought of. But yeah, so winning the Seahorse Sailor of the Month was just, it was pretty amazing. And just, yeah, I really hope that it shows and inspires other people and shows, especially young people, shows them what you can do. And I think really the most influential people to me and people who inspired me was definitely Anne MacArthur and then my mum and my dad, because, you know, they, they've supported me so much and just seeing them so eager to support me is inspirational in itself. Absolutely. There was a day you got back into handball. I remember your mum and dad were there. It was just, you know, one of those moments where you're know, like, so, I don't know, so many emotions that day. Like, oh my goodness, he's back, but are we safe? And <laughs> finally, and I can sleep at night almost, but yeah, no, it's that they're three fantastic people to, to put down as your inspirations. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you'll have a couple of bits that I want to just pick out, one of which we kind of covered, but just want to make sure people can reach you. So we've said about your Facebook page, so facebook.com forward slash round Britain 2020, and then your website. So just reel off that for me. So my website is www.timothylongsailing.co.uk. Okay. And that's where we can read about the project. We can read about the early days we can read about the blogs that you're writing now that they're still coming out aren't they fantastic good so brilliant now not everyone will know this just yet so at the end of the um the round britain project um you came and joined us at hasla so you could have picked any of the marinas around the country or, in, or indeed in the south coast but you decided to come and join us here at boat folk hasla marina which we're delighted about um, it's great to have alchemy alongside and, and it's definitely a conversation started when we're out on the pontoons and people see your boat here because they recognize it. They've seen it in, in the papers. They've seen it on websites. They've seen it sort of all over the place. So yeah, it's, it's really good to have you with us. And our listeners don't know Timothy is a boat folk hero. So he stands up there with the likes of Alex Thompson now. And talking of Alex, so... I'm guessing this is just the start, right? You're going to want to, you're going to want to do more. Tell, tell us what you've got on the cut. If you can't tell us, tell us what you want to do. Well, my dream has always been to become a sailor. And now my ultimate goal is to pursue a career in offshore sailing. So now, now that I've done this, that's my real focus. And you mentioned Alex Thompson. He's when he was doing this current Vendee Globe and he's done the Vendee Globe five times now. A race like that, which is just so incredible, it's is the one of the toughest things you can do in sport. It's three months alone on a sixty foot carbon racing monohull, which is just crazy, and you know no assistance. So that is really my dream. <laughs> Absolutely amazing, crikey me! If we can, if, yeah, I, mean, I have I have faith in you, Tim. I think you're going to do that. just that true grit and determination that we've seen from the Round Britain projects and now knowing you being a Hasler birth holder and, and hearing your story and, and hearing what you want to do in the future. I, yeah, definitely. I definitely can see you doing that. One final one for me before we wrap up then today, Boat Folk. What does Boat Folk mean to you? Oh, well, it means lots of things, really. As you said, I, I chose Hasler Marina out of all the marinas on the South Coast and I chose that for a reason and that's that's because 
what boat folk brings is more than just somewhere to put your boat it's having a berth in hasler is that's just the start of what boat folk does it's boat folk represents a whole community it's it's not just somewhere where you can turn up on the weekend and sail off and that's it it's somewhere where you can turn up and you can see the marina manager and or any member of staff and you know them personally and you know that they've looked after your boat whilst you've been away they are there to just to help and that's that's really the whole community and not only the staff um, make that community but it's also the other berth holders and you know having other people around you that all like sailing and boat folk bring together that community really well because well in non-covid times you have lots of events where you can meet other berth holders and it's really like a club as such and that's really what boat folk is it's a whole community it's not it's not just keeping your boat somewhere and you know they're they're very they very much want to get everybody out in the water it's you know it's not it, they want to get young people out in the water they want to get everyone out in the water to sail because such an amazing thing to be able to do to get out in the water absolutely i mean you yeah you've hit the <laughs> you've hit the nail on the head there tim absolutely it's all about engaging with those who, who we like to call them here not yet boaters because everyone's a boater at heart and once they get out on the water they, and they can realize you know even talking about that trip between uh IMF to stonehaven there you know that sunset situation everyone's going to love that but no you're absolutely right and people have said before to to us like what is it about working at hasler like you, you're all really happy all the time <laughs> if you don't understand what is this all about i'm like well you know it's a good place to be you know we've got lovely customers we've got a great team we're, yeah we're just very very lucky but uh but yeah Tim, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, really good chatting with you. And uh, and like I say, this is this is not the last we're going to uh, see or hear of you. I'm I'm 100 sure of that. But, uh, but yeah, good stuff, Tim. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. It's always an absolute pleasure hearing from Tim, and I'm sure that, like me, you'll all be keeping a close eye on how this young guy's story continues to evolve. I hope you enjoyed listening, and that we see you for the next episode of Folktales soon. 